Former WWF Tag Team Champion Dean Higuchi passed away at the age of 80 earlier this week. Dean died from CTE from his days playing football. Higuchi held several NWA championships across various territories, most notably the United States Championship in San Francisco. Daily DDT sends our condolences to Higuchi's family, friends, and all those affected by his passing. Former NWA President Jim Crockett Jr. has been hospitalized and is said to be in grave condition. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer reported that Crockett's liver and kidneys are failing. The Daily GDT family thoughts are with Crockett and his family at this time. We are wishing him the best. Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Big Cass returns to in-ring action. New Japan Pro Wrestling unifies titles, and I go through the pros and cons of Apollo Crews' new character change. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whenever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. Let's get into our news. Big Cass makes his in-ring return. Big Cass, now going by XL, makes his pro wrestling return on Saturday night for Lorado Pro Wrestling in Texas. Uh, this was his first wrestling appearance since September 2019. Fans were quick to point out that Cass looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Enzo Amore was also a part of the event. And I got a soft spot in my heart for Big Cass. Uh, not for what he's done in the, in the ring specifically, but uh, he's a hometown guy. I'm from Queens, New York. He's from Queens, New York. And he went to school at Archbishop Malloy High School, which was one of my rival high schools growing up in Queens. So uh, knowing that there's some connection there in my head always brings me back a little bit to my time in high school. And uh, Big Cass, uh, even though he wasn't in, in Archbishop Malloy when I was at uh, my high school, uh, definitely that mindset there of knowing like, hey, that guy uh, is from where I'm from. So that's always that's a thing that held near and dear. And uh, Big Cass making his return really, really huge and huge for him to be in such fantastic shape. New Japan Pro Wrestling officially unifies IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, now creating the new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, reports PW Insider. This news was also confirmed by New Japan's chairman, Nokai Sugabayashi to Tokyo Sports. Kota Ibushi's first defense of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship will be against the winner of the New Japan Cup. The New Japan Cup starts on March 5th. Huge news. Huge, huge, huge news coming out of New Japan with that one unifying the titles. Uh, there weren't really a lot of rumors in the air with that circulating around, but for that to come out and that come out uh, as the time I'm recording this, around 9 p.m. on Sunday, uh, that, that's really, really huge for New Japan. And uh, to call now their championship, not only the heavyweight, but the world heavyweight championship is uh, pretty big, uh, combining now the Intercontinental Championship. Moving on, uh, we saw on Friday Night SmackDown, on the last episode, Apollo Crews come out to a new gimmick, a new character, a new twist on what Apollo Crews is presented to us as. And obviously Apollo Crews has been on this heel run and doing a decent job at it but now has presented this new character as sort of Nigerian royalty as it's been 
described by Apollo Crews. And not in a kingly sense. He's not King Corbin all over again. But it's the idea of him being this uh, Nigerian person that's gone back to his roots. And he has found his way back to his soul and to his heart. And uh, now fighting, even though in a heel sense, something uh, that's a little bit more than just Apollo Crews. So I'm going to go through the pros and cons of this new change of character, change of gimmick, and I guess the new attitude for Apollo Crews. So starting off, uh, this definitely could be WWE's effort to breaking into a growing African market. Uh, you look at Africa and all of a sudden because of not only the NBA, but of other sports, we've seen athletes make their way out of Africa into professional sports here in the United States, obviously a huge thing, and now a booming economy that's starting to continue to grow up and up and up. Uh, WWE is going to make that effort to try and be a part of that growing economy. We've seen the WWE make this effort before. Most recently, we saw with Jinder Mahal, uh, Jinder Mahal making that effort uh, in the WWE as well to break into that Indian market, which they've had done extremely successfully. Uh, you could just look at the ratings numbers in India compared to the United States. It blows it out the water. I know there's a population difference, but still, the numbers are fantastic in India. And WWE, I guess, can argue that they were successful at that after Jinder Mahal's run as WWE champion. Now we're looking at uh, possibly a new attitude in Apollo Crews, given WWE management wanted to break into uh, an African market and a Nigerian market, if that as well. Uh, to try to tap into some money coming the way of WWE. We've seen it before. We could definitely see it again in this sense. Another great uh, pro for Apollo Crews and his new gimmick is that finally, 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 we're getting some depth to Apollo Crews. This is something that we've really needed for a long, long time for Apollo Crews. Yes, he's been a great athlete in the ring. We've seen him do fantastic things that you don't really expect a lot of people to be able to do in a wrestling ring, the standing moonstalts and everything he could do from the top rope and uh, his physical strength at that and his build and his size. Uh, extremely athletic and is extremely agile and everything you'd want in a professional wrestler, except we didn't really get that character emotion, that character build that we crave for in a lot of the WWE superstars and professional wrestling stars that we look at in general. Uh, we didn't really get something to grab onto with Apollo Crews, and I finally feel like we're going to be able to grab something here from this gimmick for Apollo Crews. Now, he's not only that man, as we saw a few months back when he was a babyface that smiles and has an fa absolutely fantastic smile, that smiles through the camera and just goes out there, puts on a great performance, but doesn't really leave a more impacting moment in your heart, given that he doesn't really have a character to stand on to. Now, a character of... Uh, rooting for himself in Nigerian principles and uh, royalty and this whole idea of, of him now uh, showing people the steel and showing people what it really means to be a true African-American, his words, uh, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And what really this stems from as well is Roman Reigns having conversations with uh, Apollo Crews, Paul Heyman having conversations with Apollo Crews. Those conversations ended up leading to now Apollo Crews looking back at himself and his roots. And I think he said it himself, instead of going back to catering, he went back to his roots and found something that is not only important to him, but could be important to everyone else in the WWE, given how far he's able to take this gimmick. Uh, and another great thing about this gimmick as well 
the first feud that he's having on this run is a black-on-black feud and not making it a type of race war. That was something that I was hoping that we would really be trying to avoid at this point, especially where we are as a society now, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship to be Big E and for Apollo Crews to be going after Big E doesn't really make this a race situation. And obviously when you add culture into any gimmick, that's what it kind of boils down to at the end of the day, which kind of makes it tough. It hasn't really boiled down to with Roman Reigns, which is a good thing, but... We sort of are looking at, to, looking at it to boil into something like that with Roman Reigns taking on The Rock at some point, which makes sense given that they are related and that is the whole point of this gimmick, I feel like. You're, you're sitting at the head of the table of his family and that heritage. So I wonder what we'll see going forward with Apollo Crews when it comes down to that, when it comes down to, let's say, when the Intercontinental Champion is Sami Zayn again or when it's... Uh, you know, it's a person with that, with white skin, to be honest with you. So I really wonder how that that's going to look because that can cur- turn sour fast, real fast. And that's what we're going to talk about in the con section of this uh, Apollo Crews new gimmick idea, the pros and cons of it. So uh, I'm feeling very positive about Apollo Crews, but there are some things that I am worried about. So stick around after the break right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. On this day in pro wrestling history, on March 1st, 1986, the first ever Slammy Awards was aired. Uh, the quote-unquote award show was taped in the previous December at the Baltimore Civic Center in Baltimore, Maryland, but was mainly used to promote the wrestling album, which was released in November. So, to boil it all down once again, basically, it was a three-month-old month show that they aired on TV, Uh, to promote an album that came out a month prior to the show being taped. So the thing that they were promoting came out four months prior to (laughs) when it was aired. Very odd, but did build the Slammy Awards as we know it today. And obviously a little different from how we know it today. The Slammy Awards sometimes built to make storylines, if you will, especially when I was younger back in the late 2000s and early 2010s. But now today, the recently they did the Slammy Awards with R-Truth hosting it. I think they did a fantastic job with that. And uh, Drew McIntyre came out with a couple good awards as well, which I think, in my opinion, he definitely deserved. And so did the Street Profits came out with a couple awards as well that they definitely deserved for carrying the business through uncharted waters. I love to say that uh, that term, uncharted waters, through professional wrestling. Everybody went through uncharted waters. Everyone had to figure out what they're going to do, but uh, professional wrestling trekked on and led by the helm of Drew McIntyre. On March 1st, 2015, Samoa Joe returned to Ring of Honor at the ROH 13th anniversary show. Samoa Joe returned to the company for the first time since 2008, and this was right after Joe quit. TNA. Uh, fantastic card on this 13th anniversary show. Matt Seidel versus Cedric Alexander, Moose versus Mark Briscoe. Y'all know how much I love Moose and everything that he's done for Impact Wrestling recently. Uh, AJ Styles versus ACH, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Young Bucks. And th- talk about that card. You look at where all those guys are now. Uh, besides ACH and besides, uh, I think in the main event had Briscoe. Uh, Jay Briscoe uh, in the main event. Look where all those guys are now into bigger, greater things, and it all started from Ring of Honor. Uh, I'm telling you, Ring of Honor really is this place to be, especially then in 2015. Uh, what a time it was. You have AJ Styles on your card. That means you must be doing something right if you were Ring of Honor. And now, even though uh, the big name value might not be as as well known, we probably will recognize these names when we get 
three, four years down the line when you're talking about Ring of Honor. They are, they are having their anniversary show coming up. I can't remember the exact day, but I know it's on a Friday. I know that. Uh, they are having it coming up, and I will be covering that. Now, we're going to look over towards the cons of Apollo Crews' new gimmick. And as I was saying, this can turn into a race war type of gimmick that no one really wants to see, especially now in the climate that we're in in America and honestly around the world. No one really wants to see this turn into a race war gimmick. Uh, I think that's the last thing people want to see. People want to see this gimmick turn into more of a what Roman Reigns gimmick kind of is now. Uh, respecting their heritage and building their character around that heritage without having rivalries based on the color of his skin or his background or whatever. It should be based off of pure his wrestling ability and uh, what he says to another person in the ring or says to another person on a promo or why, the reason why they're beefing shouldn't just be because of the color of Apollo Crews' skin. We have to be careful about that. Uh, Apollo Crews has done fantastic work without that being involved, and there's no reason why that should ever be involved in a conversation. Uh, you know, the last time we seen that was with Triple H and Booker T, and that was really, really bad. That rubbed people the wrong way, especially when Triple H went over and won uh, the match at Mania. So that definitely is, is a tough road to go down. And, you know, we've seen these types of gimmicks back in the 80s and 90s, especially in the 80s. Let's look at uh, Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter, you know, the, the Iraqi uh, sympathizer, right? And, and Hulk Hogan ripping up the the uh, the Iraqi flag in the middle of uh, the ring. That is not what you want to see on professional wrestling TV ever. That's something that you don't want to see ever, period. doesn't matter what you're watching. You don't want to see someone else's flag getting ripped up. So... Just I know I'm talking about extremes here, but you don't want to be going down that path ever, ever if you're the WWE. That is, uh, that is and would be, will be a PR nightmare if they ever went down in that direction with the Apollo Crews character. Uh, looking more towards the storytelling uh, side of things, uh, what's next after Apollo Crews takes on Big E? What I'm thinking with Apollo Crews that they can be going forward with is that they have a program with Big E that lasts around three months, probably takes them, I wouldn't say to SummerSlam, but around that time where Apollo Crews and Big E trade victories and hopefully Apollo Crews comes out on top. So this stalls time for Big E to get himself into the main event picture, which I'm hoping that they'll put him in. And then hopefully drafted over to Raw at that point or fighting for the WWE Championship and not the Universal Championship because I don't want Biggie's great potential to be squandered by Roman Reigns' potential that is currently being shown. It's not like Roman Reigns has this potential anymore. He is at the pinnacle of where Roman Reigns could be, in my opinion. And uh, I had a great conversation uh, with a group of people talking about Roman Reigns and where he stands. He could be the next uh, Ric Flair heel-type character putting over guys that you wouldn't really imagine putting over. I don't think having a feud with Big E and Roman Reigns puts Big E over because Big E uh, is assumed to be headed towards the top at this moment. So for him to be stalled by Roman Reigns would hurt at the end, end run of it. But in this middle time, as we're waiting for Big E to get this current build, uh, we're uh, for him and Apollo Crews to be going at it for a good amount of time, I think would do both of them good service. Uh, especially Apollo Crews, given himself finally putting him himself once again back in the mid-card title picture. 
you know, put the Intercontinental Championship on him around SummerSlam as Big E goes on to do greater and bigger things in the main event uh, area. If they're really going forward with the solo run, which it seems they are, they're giving him his own music, everything like that. You know, the as long as Big E stays on this right trajectory as well, losing the Intercontinental Championship will honestly be a blessing for Big E. Going, not now, but going down the line just because it will finally launch him into the main event picture. Also, depending on how he loses it as well, uh, will we'll launch him into the main event picture. But that's the future with Big E. With Apollo Crews, after this Big E rivalry finishes, either he has the belt on him, and then he's fine from that point on, Apollo Crews. If he has the Intercontinental Championship, then he's feuding with other people over the Intercontinental Championship. And if he doesn't have the Intercontinental Championship and it's around SummerSlam time, Apollo Crews, once again, could be stuck in that limbo land after getting off a great feud, much like how he was with Andrade over on Raw last year. Yes, we saw some great moments from him, but once again, he got stuck in that limbo land. I don't want to see Apollo Crews get stuck there at that time. Uh, One more note I wanted to make on Apollo Crews. I know a lot of people had reservations about this, uh, had reservations about Apollo Crews becoming this character and now putting the race involved into it into this Nigerian character I think this is actually the greatest thing to ever happen to Apollo Crews some people are scared about it I couldn't have begged any more for it because once again Apollo Crews was just this character that would come in and put on a great match with a great athletic ability with a fantastic smile and these great muscles and able to do great feats of strength but he would leave and he would leave me as well he never grabbed me he never had me wanting more he was like oh that was a fun match what's the next one I want for these wrestlers to be able to grab me and say, I, want, I can't wait to watch his next match. I can't wait to see where this story is going to take me next. And I feel like I'm finally going to be able to get that specifically from Apollo Crews, a person I've been waiting to get that from from a very, very long time because his athletic ability is already there. We just needed that character to really be built. And I think it's finally getting that foundation blocks going. Not to mention his fantastic ring gear that they put together for him. They had the black, green, and white. Uh, and the green and white obviously representing the Nigerian flag. So he's in the right headspace. He's going in the right direction going forward. And I don't think anybody should be too tentative or too scared. Uh, at least you have to give this a chance for the next few weeks to build up. Also, once again, I talked about this uh, in another episode. But people were really upset with him beating Shinsuke Nakamura. Given how much people say, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura is not correctly booked. He's not moving in the right direction. He's moving towards the bottom of the card, moving towards mid-card. Shinsuke Nakamura is really over right now in my head. Uh, I hate using those terms, and I guess yeah, there are professional wrestling terms, but it, at the same time, like Shinsuke Nakamura is in the right direction. He's in the right place on the card. They just turned him face. He has his old music back. He's in the right spot. He's going. He he has to find a baseline. He has to find a story to tell for himself, not to be a part of someone else's story, which is Apollo Cruz's. But he really did help Apollo Cruz in this situation, given the fact that because Nakamura went out on his back, gave a lot of credibility to Apollo Crews. So it really built him up. So he did him the favor. I think the favor will come for Nakamura. And not to mention that they both have trade traded wins. So it's not like Nakamura is in the losing category at this point. They're both 1-1. So we've seen another match. Uh, hopefully, I would want to see Apollo Crews go over again, maybe in a heel way, in a heel tactic-y way. Much like how we did in the previous match, you know, it wasn't a clean victory given the fact that he used the the scarf to help him get the win. So uh, I think Nakamura is going to be completely fine, and I think Cruz is getting himself set up for 
really good mid-card run uh, as Big E gets himself set up for a future main title run, uh, for a main event title run. So everything's going up one slot. So I'm not too worried. I'm not too, too worried about anything in SmackDown at this time. Now if we're talking about Raw, if we're talking about Raw... That's a completely different story, and that is a completely different episode. That that will take some time. Speaking about Raw, we're going to see tonight The Miz take on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. The Miz is the current WWE Champion, which is pretty odd to say, as I think it is for everybody. It's pretty odd to say, but uh, The Miz currently holds the belt. Do I think that The Miz will lose the belt tonight? I don't think so. I think The Miz holds on to this. I think Bobby Lashley, even though he has the absolute 100% potential in the world to be a Superman in the main event position, I think Drew McIntyre gets involved in this match some way, shape, or form, and the disqualification. The Miz holds on to the belt. I'm not sure what's going to happen at Fastlane. We could see a triple threat between The Miz, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. I think that's very possible. And then at that point, I could see Bobby Lashley getting the title put on him. I don't see Bobby Lashley's big moment in the company coming at an episode of Raw. I see it coming at a pay-per-view, whether that is Fastlane or WrestleMania. I would say more Fastlane because I feel like we might see a man with a sword on his chest come back for Mania to face Lashley if that's the case. If not, and The Miz is still the champion, we definitely could see Miz Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, one-on-one, telling the story of the chosen one that had to work his way up to, to two guys that had to work their way up back to the WWE. One worked their way up through and through the WWE and, and now WWE champion in The Miz. Other one that was once in the WWE in Drew McIntyre who had left the WWE or was fired and had to be built up from the ground up throughout the independent circuits and all that. I think that's a great story to tell. And uh, it can go either way. It can go either way. But uh, don't be surprised if Bobby Lashley holds his title. I just don't think it's going to happen on tonight's episode of Raw. I think it's going to happen. Oh, they're going to try to make it a big moment for him. And I think that will probably happen at either Fastlane and possibly Mania. But I'm thinking Fastlane. I'm really thinking Fastlane. That would be big for him. That would be really big for him. Short episode on this one. But uh, definitely going to have a more extensive episode tomorrow after I review Monday Night Raw, and maybe we might see a new champion. So that could be a big episode as well going forward. But that's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DTT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our fantastic writers at DailyDTT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBecker. TV. You might have seen me tweeting the other day about uh, Bubba Wallace not doing too good in the Dixie Vodka 400. Oh boy, he, he was just racing on a treadmill, racing on a treadmill. Good to move from that 20 spot, but this isn't a NASCAR podcast. This is a pro wrestling podcast, so let's stick to that. Stick to that. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily GDT Podcast.